this is Rob. And you're listening to another episode of Dirty Rotten Casuals. Post-Gen Con 2017 edition. Yes, also post-terrible recording problem editing-ness. Yeah, I think we got it figured out now. Yeah, we got that sorted. We apologize for the uh, the dearth of episodes for a while there. You know, it's been almost two months since we, we recorded one. Frig. Yeah. And sort of a lot's happened and kind of not a lot. So let's start where we usually start, I guess. What have we been playing? We finally got a game of uh, 40k 8th edition going. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a game together, and I got a game with our buddy Graham as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I really like the new 40k. Digging it. Um, I, I had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, I think the the only issues uh, were, one, there are, I mean, it definitely feels like 40k, but some of the differences really sort of trip you up if you haven't been playing for a while and you're very used to the previous editions and stuff like that and how to do things sort of just in like how you're activating models how like the shooting and the combat works but it's it's easy stuff to get over uh the other one was we were basically playing identical lists with slight differences in the tactics we were using which kind of made it like eh yeah not playing a mirror match will be good once we get a little bit more diverse forces going on yeah, totally. Because otherwise, it became more about just who got better die rolls or who used mm-hmm. their unit a little bit better than the other person. Yeah, and I think I had uh, a couple of advantages there, seeing as that was my second game. Yeah, I, I those hell blasters really are uh, really good, and I don't think you quite realized that at first. Yeah, they're uh, they. I mean, they're they're power armor killers. It's, yes. it's what they do. I mean, and the, the other variants that you have, like the assault version and the heavy version, uh, even those are still basically power armor killers, just to a greater or lesser degree. It's a super solid gun on a uh, pretty cool unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was using um, Converted Vulcan. So I mm-hmm. took my Gravis Armor Captain from the Dark Imperium box, and I've converted him to be Vulcan. And you converted... Uh, two Astral Plus uh, characters? Yeah, Corian, the, uh, Corian Sumatras uh, and Arch Centurion Karnak Commodus. Karnak did okay. I mean, he's basically just a lieutenant, but he comes with a 5-plus invulnerable save, and his big old chain sword instead of a power sword confers plus 1 strength, and any 6s to hit are uh, mortal wounds. Uh, which is Yeah, that's pretty good. Mortal wounds are uh, really, really good if you can inflict them. Yeah, he's a really like flavorful character. Uh, I think he's strictly speaking worse than a lieutenant, only because you can buy two lieutenants for one slot, uh, whereas Karnak takes up a slot, uh, but otherwise provides all the same benefits that a, that an LT does to the other astral claws. That's pretty good. Uh, and the other game of 40k I played was uh, against our buddy Graham playing a uh, infantry spam Imperial Guard list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had, it It, it was easily um, 80 guardsmen on the table. Wow. Against the Dark Imperium box. Uh, that's, I mean, he's basically playing the other half of my army. Uh, yeah. What, what I want to be doing. Yeah, um, and it, it did not feel like either of us was outmatched at any point in time. Cool. So that's what I was worried about, that like, you know, we were going to get swarmed. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that if you're doing only Primaris, you're a little hurting for um, vehicle killers. A bit, yeah. The it's it's weird. The the Hellblasters 
can damage uh, even land raiders potentially with like the heavies but it's not as reliable even if you're pumping out just a bucket load of shots um it's not the same as like a dedicated anti-tank squad like a proper devastator squad or, or something yeah like, like las cannons which have you can get the same amount of guys but they're each pumping out three wound shots at I think they longer got, range yeah that's what i was say the range is better because like yeah primaris is in power armor but i mean anything in power armor has a target on it and yeah. if it's power armor and plasma it's got a big target on it yeah um they become risky i'm not super worried about it i just want to play and have fun and i think Absolutely. more blasters will just do the job just fine and the dreadnoughts and oh, the repulsor man. yeah i don't know if i'm getting a repulsor just because i want to go i mean i'm not going like nutso with my like fluff adherence and stuff like that but uh i i like the idea of like a foot slog in marine army and then i want to have it backed up by a couple russes and some squads of guardsmen and stuff like that yeah you'll do lehman russ and you'll have guard heavy weapon squads and things to do yep. to do that kind of lifting for you um i think i'm gonna go uh the other direction do like lots of aggressors and a couple of uh dreadnoughts nice yeah i want at least one dreadnought I mean, just because the model is too good. Uh, it's so cool. Yeah, I got one. I'm just waiting on getting some uh, airbrush stencils because I mm. want to do some, like, reptile skin kind of texturing on the uh, all those, like, big flat plates that don't have any detail on them. Nice. And uh, some some other little bits and stuff to make it more salamandersy. The one funny thing I've been noticing. So, I mean, of course, when you rejoin a community, you want to like join the community. So, like, uh, you and I are on a couple like shared Facebook groups. Uh, mm -hmm. There's one specifically for like Primaris Marines, and a lot of the, the people on there are doing like Primaris heavy or only armies. And it's really cool. There's a lot of really great stuff for for painting and conversions up there. But man alive, I mean, and it happens with every minis game. But it just it it feels like home with 40k because people are really trying to just min max the hell out of everything oh and yeah to the point though it'll be like you know i saw one guy you saying something like uh, the fluff for my chapter is that they like to use flame weapons i'm going to use the aggressors should they use the like flame gauntlets or the gun gauntlets and everyone's like well these ones are better and blah 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 and i chime in i'm like but i mean you just said flame is your whole like shtick so I just pick flame. That works, but it's if it's not optimal and if it's not this, it's like oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. Um, I'm going to do one of each, even though I'm salamanders and the fire, you know, fits. I just I really like the silhouette on the with yeah. the rocket launchers on top. If I could take the flame gauntlets with the rocket launchers, I'd have two units like that. Yeah, and you're doing it because you just like because, to look at them and you think they're yeah, cool, I think not they because look great you're, that way. you're desperate to know what's the most optimal cool thing. I really wish they had some some flame and melta options. Yeah, it's... Like I, I had really hoped that the Hellblasters would be like, okay, that that's the plasma option. Now here's the flamer option, and here's the melta option. Yeah, it's my only real criticism of the Primaris Marines is that the kits are very. This is what they do, and it's sort of an either or kind of thing. I know like a lot of kids have sort of been like that, but Marines have always been very flexible and could take a bunch of different things. And of all these loadouts, you could have a straight tax squad with nothing special, and that was great. Or you could have one with, you know, a bit of anti-armor punch or more anti-infantry or, or something, and you could sort of tailor make your squads. Not so much anymore, at least not with Primaris. I think they did that with the Primaris on purpose, though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so as not to completely overshadow regular Marines. I'm so sure. Like Primaris are on a per model basis um, better than per model regular Marines. Oh, for sure. But a Marine like 10 man tactical squad is going to be a much more flexible thing than a 10 man intercessor squad. Yeah. I mean, within the so next they, 10 they, years. they both still have their spot. Yeah. I mean, we're likely going to be seeing Primaris Marines ultimately phasing out. Uh, classic marines yeah we're gonna get so we've got we've probably hit the last of the primaris stuff for now mm-hmm. but um much like they did with uh in age of sigmar when the stormcasts came out the stormcasts came out and there were a bunch of kits right away and then every couple of months they would drop like another kit yep that did something else and it took them um they are now say that they are finished with the the, the eternals line for now until they until they redo them exactly yeah until um, updates are required yeah and that took them what two years something like that to to dribble out the whole the whole line so we'll probably get some some primaris kits every couple of months from now on i would just love to see some primaris special characters just give me a named character and it doesn't have to be like an uplifted existing character it could just be like i'm johnny test tube best primaris around and this is my story just because I think special characters are cool. Yeah, yeah. Give us one for each of the uh, the Codex chapters. Mm, yeah, there, I mean, there's going to be standouts, right? Yep. It could even be something like, oh, this guy is the new chapter master because the old chapter master, you know, this guy died at this particular time and place. Yeah, right? so like Johnny Rico. Yeah. Um, Just keeps getting promoted. Corsaro Khan could die somewhere and then... Somebody else has the sword and the bike now, and they're a Primaris. Yeah, I mean, or it could even be a Same thing can happen to, to Vulcan Hestan. You know, he's it's a title, so it could be Vulcan something else now. Yeah, or even Primaris. one for one of the brand new foundings of Primaris-only chapters. Like, Yeah. Uh, there's There's got to be some standout individuals. I mean, we, we know there are Primaris chapter masters. Yep. Um, there are several Primaris-only chapters listed in the book. Yep. Uh, I, I still haven't read all there. the way through that codex. I've it's sort of a been big book. It's a big book. Um, I've been picking at bits and pieces of it, as opposed to reading it like front to back. So I've read some interesting stuff. Did you know? I read the stuff about the new gene seed organs. Did you know that the difference between a Primaris and a Primark is one single gene organ that they don't know how to replicate? Really? Yep. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be making regular Marines feeling just a. a had inadequate a little bit <laughs> it's like the only difference in the physicality between this primaris and this primark is one tiny little gene organ that goes i think in the heart because mm. there were two new g there were two gene organs it says or something one of them attaches to both of the hearts the original heart and the new secondary heart mm. um, and makes them way more efficient and then there's another another tiny organ that goes with that to make what's called uh, what is it called the immortalis cluster or something mm. which is what is is the difference between a primark and a primaris Interesting. Um, but all except for the fact that it exists and its name uh, all of the details about how about that what that organ and what it did um, have been erased probably by the emperor himself Probably, if not the emperor, emperor, then probably uh, Malkador the Sigilite. Apparently, it was deleted while the emperor was still alive. Mm. So, 
Yeah, because all his, I mean, not all, but a lot of his sons kind of went Looney Tunes on him there. And maybe he didn't think it was such a good idea anymore. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I mean, that was uh, our, our game of 40k into a little more <laughs> fluff about Primaris, because they're that mm-hmm. cool, we can't stop talking about them, really. Oh, what do you think about the um, oh. the new deck for uh, missions and stuff for your scenario? Oh, I thought it was cool. Uh, easy, elegant way to generate your deployment and your, your objectives and stuff like that. I liked that I got that cool um, sort of ace up my sleeve, because I was at the slightly lower power, which let me bring one... Um, completely wrecked unit back onto the table within nine inches of any board edge was yeah when you drop the inceptors for a second time that was nuts yeah uh too bad they rolled like poop but (laughs) it was still pretty cool uh there was basically like a reserve unit flying in from off the table was kind of neat that was pretty great uh had i been playing my proper tyrant's legion that could have just been a lehman russ that rolled in off the edge uh yep it could have been and that would have been just fine but uh, yeah, I dig it. It feels, you know, their their whole like forging the narrative from a while ago. It, it yeah, feels like edition. yeah, it feels like more legitimate now instead of just we're gonna say this because our game is like eh, nah, maybe not that great. Um, but now it looks like the game is pretty solid. But they still want you to have these cool thematic games, and it seems to be doing it. I'm digging it. I think maybe I want to look through some of those objectives in that deck and see what they are, because I, I was originally not going to, but the fact that both of the games that I played, the objectives were very, like, you're, you're, you win or you lose, like, they were, mm. never, they were never close, maybe I don't like that as much and would prefer something like a Dark Age-style scenario system. Yeah, I mean, having only played the one, I, I can't comment on the others, but if it's if it's that sort of binary, that's not as interesting. I, I do like a cumulative victory point sort of thing. Yeah, so like if uh, if I was to modify it, I would leave all of that the way it is, but instead of your that primary objective, like win or lose kind of thing, the primary objective would give you a bunch of victory points. Mm-hmm. And then you would have, I would just add some secondary objectives on top, and then you would play for a number of rounds, and whoever had the most VP. It works for me. Yeah, I think I might I think I might come up with something like that. And maybe we can share that in the next podcast. Cool. Uh, we also played some Dark Age. Yeah. Uh, play, played a few games of Dark Age. I, our, our friend Danny, who's been playing now, who's gone into Shadowcast, he has some of the uh, uh, Earthcast stuff. And oh, I does played he? he well, I haven't yeah, been around he, in a while, so. He got the... Um, Oh god, the the it's like the Forgotten Heroes or whatever. the one that basically has uh, Graken uh, and Graken uh, and Jasmine and Jasmine, and he did basically like a, uh, a bit of a Godzilla list against me. Uh, it was all his big guys, uh, including a the Greater Fire Elemental and uh, Jasmine and Graken and a couple other big dudes. Can't remember exactly who they were against my outcasts and. Um, I can't remember the exact list I was running, but I do know that my bully fully tooled up on scrap, charged into the elemental, and kicked the ever-loving crap out of it, (laughs) which was amusing. Uh, Just a a little kid in, like, a Tilly hat with a knife and a pistol ran up to a giant hell monster and just gave it the what for. Beat the star out of it. Uh, I mean, that thing is... It's... I mean, it's 80-point 
model the bully so like it's no slouch uh but it's just it it's it's funny i like how the model looks but it doesn't look like something that would be that uh capable and it, and it totally is yep it's one of the models i i try and shoot down before i get there now kind of have to it's it's mean if you let that thing get fully loaded and then get a charge off it's probably killing the thing it's charging right. i mean within reason the bully the fixer um weirdly scuts <laughs> love my scuts because <laughs> whiplash is very annoying yep uh, uh we played a game too yep the uh, uh, ice cast versus again my my outcasts stopped uh, a mud hole in your outcasts man that was a good game though it was a good game but man it was mean <laughs> I, I had some some poop rolls but i also yeah. uh, made a bad choice in my secondary objective deck building because now you can as long as you have a minimum of 14 cards in your secondary objective deck so you sort of pick and choose what goes in i choose all the killy ones and like yeah i've got mongo but i mean he's my big um beater uh but you're running ice cast which is all multi-wound high armor like i should have been taking the objective yeah. running and the like movement and placement uh objectives to get those easy points because the, the kill ones against that much armor too tough the ice cast are really easy to kill and even like um at 100 points like my death's device can probably take mongo if oh, he gets to him potentially yeah um and mongo did not do it's, it's one of the only games where mongo really didn't do much for me and you know being able to have that debuff uh throwing my as at like was it minus two yeah, Minus two. and it's just yeah. always up. Yeah, so you got oh. caught with my uh, my spirit lord who had the uh, chilling aura to give you minus two AS and witness me to make him yep. unstoppable. And with his high PS value, he makes that unstoppable roll a lot. But the, the one thing I did have going for me, I mean, I didn't win the game, but it definitely gave me a lot of breathing room, is Lucky with her flare gun is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Everything's blind. Yeah, blind, blind is blind, pretty blind, good. Blind. All of the different debuffs you can throw on my guys is what really hurts them. Yeah, that's sort of the strength of, More so of that list them. in particular, because I've got Hodge, Dishno, Paralyze, I've got the Scuts with the Whiplash, I've got um, Lucky with Blind, and then, I mean, Mongo potentially, Mongo again was not, maybe not the best choice against yours, because his Shockwave was kind of useless. Um, it would, would stun, but wouldn't knock down, wouldn't push away, so it was less effective. Uh, but he, I mean, he's thrown on those other debuffs as well. But it was cool. It was a good yeah, game. Yeah, very good. And we were, and we did the uh, bury up the uh, bury the dead was the scenario we were doing. So where we have the the big sort yeah. of charnel pit in the middle, uh, which is the blast three template, and then you're so, dunk yeah, the you're bodies. trying to scavenge corpses and then dump them into uh, other pits. Um, I, I gotta look in and see if there's an errata because it feels like we were able to put those secondary objective markers, which are the pits, like, way too close. Really like, close. Like, you could easily just... Uh, I mean, it, it, the way it's worded, there's no reason why you couldn't put a secondary objective right up against the the pit, uh, still have it be your closest, and then um, just keep dumping stuff in. Uh, maybe not be your closest, yeah. because it has to be within six inches from another one, and the six inch, and it was whatever one's closer to deployment you go to. But regardless, there's ways to finesse that whole thing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if, uh, if the errata addresses that at all. Uh, but uh, cool scenario, 
cool game. Yeah, Ice Caster, tough. Tough, tough, tough. Other than that, I played against uh, Ash on his oh, YouTube yes. channel, Gorilla Miniatures Games. It was... Uh, you got your butt kicked by Ash. Yeah, I got my Ash kicked. Um, so it was... Uh, I think the video came out like just before Gen Con. Um, I think it so, was yeah. my. I was running basically a, a dumb skew list that I, I run because I think it's funny. Is my big brute squad. Uh, so it was like Mongo backed up by brutes, uh, and then it's got the oath pourer in there to get me vengeance counters. Yeah, you run them assault yeah I make them assault nomads because very few things in the list are actually benefiting from scrap. Uh, so they can do more with the vengeance tokens because they can do more with the, the vengeance tokens than they could do with scrap. And it's funny, when I finished the game, I was like, oh my god, I played so poorly. I died on turn two. It was like 12 to two. I did so bad. Uh, and then rewatching the video, it was actually it was turn three. So not the worst thing in the world, and my dice hated me. Uh, like yeah, you had some really yeah. bad dice rolls, and uh, Ash had some. My, well, my first too, roll so. was a scut through the boomerang, and crit mald. Like it was the worst <laughs> possible roll. So and and I mean, I actually found it funny. I even mentioned it in the the video. Uh, I think Ash is like, oh, it'll die. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Or, or like at the whiplash, I'm going, oh, if it dies, yeah. it won't. But if it survives, it will. <laughs> and like I'm basically screwed either way. And it did survive, so it got whiplash. But uh, I was just getting like these bad rolls. And then he threw rays in my face. I'm like, I really shouldn't charge him with Mongo, but I really want to charge him with Mongo. You just went and full I did Mongo. it. And uh, I mean, Mongo didn't actually do too terrible because rays is immune to extreme damage, which is bonkers so you're just doing like one point of damage for each uh, failed armor roll uh and then he's got unstoppable and he's just a beast uh he's very different from his previous incarnation and in that now he's just a, a massive tank and i was even able to ultimately to kill him pretty easily like Ray's didn't actually get to do a whole lot uh but what killed him was a bleed thrown on by a brood anchor's flail and because we were playing the duel of champions and mongo is my champion not the brute it was the bleed that killed him, so it was technically the brute that did it, so I didn't get my 5 VPs. But then he ended up... Uh, I think Raze did actually kill Mongo, which got him the 5 VPs there. And then I made my brute the champion, thinking, like, oh, he's got all this armor, like, he'll be able to handle it. No, God, no, he died. And just everything fell apart. So yeah, if you want to go see Rob playing like this casual scrub that he is Ugh. for all of the internet to see... Go check that out on uh, Gorilla Miniature Games. Yeah, it was it was good though. YouTube. I'll definitely uh, definitely do it again. And I would I would play the w- same list again. Maybe I just wouldn't go full Mongo. I want to get out there and challenge Ash to some confrontation. Yeah, for sure. He's I mean he's always up for playing basically anything. Like the guy has got everything. If you've got models for a game, it's so unlikely that he also doesn't. Well, he's he did a couple of confrontation yep. videos. He did a, a, a how to play and a uh, one bat rep with um owen yeah it's um it's cool i wish it wasn't all the way in st Catharines. i mean it's not the hardest thing to get to uh it's just it definitely if you're gonna go play even a game it takes up your day but it'll probably be fun to go play some so i'll do that at mm-hmm. some point ash if you're listening i'm coming for you need to take the dogs out for a run <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'd like to see a conversation was a cool game um yeah Wish I'd gotten into it earlier when it was around so I could have had access to some more models, but uh, c'est la vie. 
Uh, and actually, speaking about, because uh, I think we've sort of gotten through all the games that we've played. Um, but speaking about games that we wish we'd gotten into earlier, and if only they would come back. Bum 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 bum. Deep in the underhives of Necromunda. Necromunda. Necromunda is back so or happy. coming back. Yeah. So in the news, we got a couple weeks ago news that Necromunda is coming back. Um, with Necromunda Underhive, uh, which will be a new updated edition of Necromunda, unlike, um, what was it, Shadow Hive, mm-hmm. Shadow War? Shadow mm-hmm. War Armageddon, um, which uses the old school Necromunda rules with 40k miniatures. This will use the new, uh, a new system based on 8th edition mm-hmm. 40k with Necromunda models and all new Necromunda mm-hmm. models too. So we're getting a whole new line of which we have four uh, pictures of the new models. Um, yeah, and... Two House Asher and Two yeah, House Goliath. which are both me and the starter and are two of the more, I think, visually fun um, factions that game or, or good ones to put into the box. I know traditionally it was... Uh, Especially Asher, I think, is very... Um, oh, yeah. Distinct. Well, and previously it was Orlock, who were sort of the, the generalist um, all-rounder guy. Yeah, it was... Or- it was boring. Yeah, it was Orlocks and uh, Goliaths was the original box, but this will be Eschers and Goliaths, which I think is a better, a better choice. Yeah, especially because they're so um, they're so opposed, like they're so opposite in how they they, they want to do stuff. I mean, Goliaths can all be about uh, short range guns uh, and just punching you in the face. And it's all like strength and toughness. Yeah, melee. And kind of Escher is all uh, and then speed. Escher... And I mean, they're Eldar. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so it's uh, punk rock chicks versus Mad Max gym bros. Yeah, they're a bunch of bunch of uh, gym rats <laughs> who with chainsaws. Yeah, uh, the fact that yeah. the, uh, the it looks like it's the gang leader for the Goliaths in the box has a, a chainsaw halberd, but on the end it's a skull with a chainsaw mohawk. Is the dumbest yeah. thing ever, <laughs> but it's what makes it so good. It's so good. It's so stupid. So this is coming, um, we don't know when, probably, I would expect sort of before the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, probably like a Christmas release. Like, I would expect like a November-December release, like a mm-hmm. Christmassy thing for the box set. Uh, we know there are four, currently there are four gangs yep. finished. So, we don't know, that was a, a comment from an interview at um, Forge World Open Day. That there were four gangs complete, so I don't, I don't know if that means their miniatures are complete or their rules mm. are complete, and we're waiting miniatures or what. Um, but the plan is for um, six in the immediate six total in the immediate future. Yeah, I mean that pretty much covers everything. Um, with with more coming because after. the remaining ones are like Delac, Vansar, Cador, uh, and the Redemptionists, uh, Spyro. Yeah, so the the six sort of basic gangs from the f- first game was. Goliath, Orlok, Escher, Vansar, Delac, and yep. Cawdor. And they were sort of like, those are the basic gangs. They do basically the same thing, but their skills were in one of each of the six yep. categories was their primary skill, basically. Um, and that was really what set them apart. And then you had the more specialist gangs like Redemptionists and Ratskins and Scavies and Arbites Spirers. and Spirers. Yeah, so I'm fully expecting that those six gangs are going to be the original like core six, so. and hopefully we'll see some of the other games. I hope there. so, man. I mean, with the the popularity of skirmish level games right now, I, I can't see how this won't be successful. I mean, people always loved Kill Team. Um, 
you know, people play Infinity, people play Malifaux. Shadow War went over so yeah. well that they had to uh, release a book that they weren't intending on, on well, releasing. Like, they had to release the Shadow War book rebound in hardcover with all additional all the additional rules well, even in the uh, for the other gangs and stuff in it as a separate thing and games workshop had no plan yeah to do i that. mean even in the early 2000s when there were the uh the in-store campaigns for uh, like the chaos war bands and all that stuff where you would like uh roll your dice on a chart to see like what was in your starting band it was all these like, this goofy sort of skirmish rpg thing like there's been a desire for this for a long time um and it's it's good to see that it's coming yeah, back. And look at how and look at how popular something like Frostgrave. Yeah, is. right. Um, and where they're releasing a second game in Ghost Archipelago. Well, it sounds like I think we heard that the new Necromunda is basically going to be a 40k Frostgrave would be the easiest way to explain it. Uh, and yeah, I something would not like that. Be opposed. Nope. I, I would hope it's a little crunchier than Frostgrave because I you know I would like the idea of having Juves that level up and become gangers and. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I would be fine if you had like a couple of sort of charactery guys, like your leader and your heavies, and maybe specialists of some mm-hmm. sort got experience and leveled up, and then the rest of your your gangers and stuff would just be like all based on their yeah, equipment, just goons, and that was it, just goons, and then maybe you've got some juves that can level up into gangers, and then they're they're that forever. I would be okay yeah. with that. But yeah, I definitely like something a little bit crunchier than Frostgrave. Not that I don't like Frostgrave. Frostgrave is great. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I love Necromunda. I've always loved Necromunda. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's my second favorite of the GWs. Yeah, I mean, it it further... My favorite being their bastard child of Gorkamorka. Gorkamorka. That, I mean... Uh, it's funny, I just thought people were like, oh, Gorkamorka should be next. I'm like, well, I mean, once the new Necromunda comes out, Gorkamorka effectively exists because Gorkamorka was just Necromunda with vehicles. I mean, it's it's easy enough to make that into your own game. Uh, The problem with Gorkamorka is that the vehicles themselves never should have been treated as customizable things. Not not to the extent... Or if they were, yeah, or if they were, then your ganger should not have been. There was too many. There was too much stuff. There was too much overhead and and, and customization to keep track of. Would have made it game. too easy to break. So like, yeah. If you're if you're leader and your mechs and your vehicles were customizable and everybody else was just like they didn't get equipment, they didn't get skills and stuff, and you could maybe upgrade their equipment mm-hmm. and that was it. That would have been much better. Or the vehicles just be static, and maybe you can put a weapon on them or not, and then your the rest of your boys were or upgradable. Maybe even just your your vehicle fun. is comprised of a number of slots, and once those are filled, your vehicle's built. You're done. Don't worry about like the points going over the top of it because you could just have some dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. Uh, it was a great, great idea. Oh well, that, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's really what this is doing for me. Like Necromunda, I'm super happy it's back, and it's just further cementing that specialist games are back. Like we've seen it with the new Blood Bowl, we're seeing it with uh, Necro. I'm desperately hoping that we see a return to Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah, Battlefleet Gothic oh, would be yeah. good. We know that there's a the Titanicus game coming yeah. out, which is based on the Epic rules. Okay. But won't be combined arms. It'll just be titans. Yeah, I'm a little. Which I'm less excited about. Yeah. <laughs> I still we still need to find a good six mil sci-fi or fantasy like combined arms huge scale game. We're still yeah, looking for that. Yeah, because even drop zone like I want it to be drop zone, but it, it doesn't feel like there's enough meat 
to drop zone so like it ends up being a very specific type of game that you're always kind of playing i don't think drop zone would be fun at big scales either like i want a game where we can i want a game where we can sit down and put together like two four by sixes into this giant 12 Mm. by four and play a massive battle over the course of a day or two yeah with like flyers right? like and, that's the game that i want to play with flyers and yep. titans and siege weapons and tanks and right down to like infantry squads and individual heroes and i want to get like that down in nitty-gritty and the big macro and i want it to ebb and flow yep and that's what i that's what i'm looking for out of that game i don't know that that game exists I think maybe we might have to do a an episode on homebrews where uh, and homebrew mm-hmm. this game and make it the feature mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping Titanicus is something cool. I I'm surprised that they went with the 30k uh, timeline because I feel that's very limiting in terms of the variety yes. of stuff. Because like like you can definitely do Imperial, you can definitely do Traitor, although it probably wouldn't be full on mutated banana pants stuff no and you could maybe get away with like some eldar maybe i don't even think so i don't think that no fits very like well. it really doesn't i i i yeah honestly i think they're i it, it's it seems like they're going for more of a box yeah game I feel a bit board that, gamey. as opposed to um an ongoing full supported thing i would man if which is a bit proper of a shame. epic came back holy cow i i'd be hard i would I'd, I'd lean into I'd that be hard pressed for that not to be my main game, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the the sheer scale, right? Like it's so appealing, and and running like tank battalions and hordes of infantry and these big monstrous titans walking along beside them is just so uh, so satisfying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Necro's coming out, more specialist stuff. Hooray, hooray! Yeah, check out these models if you haven't seen them. Go and look them up on the Warhammer community yep. site. Uh, they're real good Yeah, models. GW knows how to sculpt women, finally. There was a, a period yeah. where they were real bad at it. Uh, but uh, these yeah. ones are good. And, and interestingly, if you can get your hands on any of the like original Necromunda models, they actually hold up reasonably well. I mean, they still look dated. Some more so some than, than others. others. But, you but, know, they're yeah. uh, for models that are getting like are over 20 years old, they hold up a lot better than a lot of other 20-year-old models. Yes, for sure. I think like the OG uh, Arbites don't hold it's up. They're very well. static. There was a there was a newer set of Arbites that was released not long before Necromunda was mm-hmm. shelved that are still mm-hmm. pretty good, but the OG ones are not great. And the the as much as I I like the concept, the execution on the rat skins is problematic. Problematic <laughs> from a certain perspective. We won't get into that here, but it's uh, not great. Um. But yeah, otherwise, I think that those old models still look yeah, good. Yeah, they, they, they're definitely ones that with, uh, you know, a really nice paint job can... Uh, I don't know if they necessarily stand shoulder to shoulder with the new GW stuff, just because the aesthetic has changed, but just would still look uh, to be decent models. Uh, but it's definitely something yeah, to, to keep an eye for out sure. for. I mean, we're splitting the starter. I think that we, we knew that was yeah, happening before sure. we saw it. Uh, I think about five minutes after we saw this announcement, we had already decided how that was getting yep. split up. All right, well, moving on from one skirmish game to the next, you want to talk about some Fallout Wasteland Warfare? Sure. I have not really been following this, because I've kind of been ho-humming about it the more that you've you've mentioned. Mm, I have on and off. Um, it, 
for a while there, they were just like teasing out tiny little useless tidbits of information on um, game mechanics. And then they started uh, a developer blog, which goes in and um, explains how certain sets of mechanics are going to work. And we've got four developer blog uh, uh, entries leading up to Gen Con, um, where the game got demoed. Um, I haven't really heard much from the people who got demos of it about how good or bad it was, but these this development blogs um, make this sound this game sound like a hot mess. Oh boy! Yeah, not great. So uh, the first one was about movement and range, and apparently instead of just using inches or something, they've got their own specialized no. range rulers. Oh my god! Yeah, so there's there's basically there's three ranges. Um, well, they're using range bands or like their own new incremental measurement. They're using their own uh, incremental measurement. If it was range bands, I'd be sort into of. it. It's it's sort of a hybrid between the two. So you've got three ranges basically, um, and they're different lengths. And if you have a movement, your movement will have a color associated with it. Um, so if it's yellow, you use the yellow measuring stick, and you move one yellow. If it's green, you move one green. If you move uh, red, you move one red. And they're, they're different distances. I'm already not into uh, this. <laughs> and ranges ranges are also done that way, and everything is, is done that way. Basically, it's a number and then a color. And you, you've got X of these, and that's how you measure things. Okay. Um, they're skill rolls, which is basically how you roll to do anything is done on a d20, but it's a custom d20 with numbers 1 to 9. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you just basically, like, yeah. But that only accounts for 18 spaces on a d20. Well, they're not they're not evenly distributed either, so there'd be more 1s than 2s and, more, and, and so on and so forth. The fewest number of 9s. <sighs> Why? Mm. <laughs> And then you're basically rolling your d20, adding the appropriate skill special value to it, because they're using the, the special from the video game for your stats. Um, and then maybe you've got a skill that adds a plus one, or there's a minus two penalty because of cover or whatever. And then that's your total, and that determines whether you succeed or fail. I mean, or maybe this will work, and maybe I'm just being uh, like a grouch, but it well, feels like I... innovation for the sake of innovation, not because it's required or... Uh, we're getting worse, because then there's effect dice that you roll, which are other custom D6, D12s. This is a board game. Which have symbols on them. Yeah, so if any one of these mechanics was in here... And the rest of it worked mostly like a regular, like most miniature games do, with like movement in inches instead of these things, or you just got regular dice, and then you got re it, like if any one of these mechanics and custom measuring and dice bits and everything was in here, it would be fine. But it's the fact that like everything uses this custom, like against the grain specialized, um, non-intuitive system. To go with it, the fact that everything that you do uses yep. this. Um, this thing is a hot mess of disconnected rules, um, and I feel like it's going to be very difficult to play. Yeah, it's. I mean, you you want your games to be 
intuitive at least to a degree like people should be able to with very little instruction be able to pick it up and play it and you could just sort of coach somebody as they're going but when you're introducing all this custom unique stuff like that's i mean this game better be like real friggin' good otherwise it's like potentially dead in the water yeah like maybe it works well this game will never be dead in the water like people may not play it but people will buy it just for these miniatures because they look really yeah. good at least the renders do because we still haven't seen any actual pictures of actual miniatures yet. i mean and that's a problem too right um i i yeah. really i'm wondering if this is all running on a hype. actually machine. there's there's a few there's a few um 3d printed prototypes sure. That were at Gen Con, okay. but that doesn't—that's not a production miniature, so that doesn't tell me anything. Um, yeah, I mean we've. But yeah, this 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 is—it's beginning to look like, as much as I want this to be good, um, they've promised a lot of things. Sounds like Drake, man. Um, and they they their rules look like a hot mess, uh, and I am becoming less and less interested as time goes on, not because of time, not because I don't like Fallout, but because the game just does not sound good. Nope. It's, um, it sounds right. really disappointing, to be honest. Uh, it, it sounds very board gamey because there's just a bunch of complexity. And, and, and with that sort of complexity, the assumption is almost no one will play anything else, they'll only play this. Like, there's a reason that. When when almost every miniature game uses inches or centimeters for its its movement and ranges, because that's really easy to grasp. There's almost there's a reason that almost every video game just uses any dice that you can buy at a yes. store instead of custom dice, right? And they and on and on and on. Now, all of this being said, you look at a game like X Wing which also used only custom dice and also used only custom movement statistics and, and uh, movement measuring mm -hmm. tools and all that kind of stuff, it did really well. Like, it, this still could, could be, be great. I mean, X-Wing also, though... Like, we, I really, I, I really want to see yeah, X-Wing. I mean, the benefit of X-Wing um, is even with its custom pieces, they made sure that the rule system itself is pretty elegant and simple in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, this doesn't... This doesn't seem super mm. elegant. And then there's... Uh, I tried to read their last uh, developer blog, number four, was about how to use heroes and action points and vats. Uh. Um, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you have... Heroes have action points, which that they can use to do extra stuff. Turn this into the RPG can... that it's they're trying to build and force into a miniatures game framework because this is all RPG yeah. stuff. Yeah, Modifius, um, it seems to me, makes board games and yep. RPGs. Um, and they are trying to force board game and RPG style mechanics into a miniatures game. And I... I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to take off. I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to buy into it at the beginning because they're like, I like Fallout and these miniatures look really cool and then no one's going to play it. Well, yeah, right. Like, this is going to be dead three months after it releases. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's a Kickstarter game without having been on Kickstarter in so much as there's going to be a bunch of hype, it'll make some money, and then no one will talk about it again. And, I mean, really, if you look at the the company's main site was it modifus or mofidius or modifius there's a number of games on there I ain't never heard of before um yep. like and they're they seem to be these guys who get licenses for stuff i think they've got a star trek license there 
which is they do. They've got Star Trek and sure things. I think. When was the last time you played one or heard one? Or like you haven't? I've I've never I've heard of a bunch yeah. of their games. I've never played any of them. Um, Octun Cthulhu mm. being the big one that I've heard of. Um, um, and again, that's a that's a they they label it as a miniature game, but it's really a boxed yeah. war game. I don't know. I'm I'm just worried that it's going to be another one of these titles that it gets built and that's cool and it'll sell people like the mall, like you said, but it just it won't. It won't get played aside from the one or two times that people do play it. Yeah, your group will buy into it. You'll play partway through one campaign, and you just won't really enjoy the games because they've got all these um, strange custom uh, dice and custom measuring. And, like, the fact that it uses two different kinds of custom dice to do two different things and custom measurement... And has a convoluted action point yep. system. Like, if it was a simple action point system, like, you get X action points and they let you do everything during your turn. Fine. Awesome. Uh, you could do that. But, like, it's this convoluted thing. If you had these effect dice and you rolled them with a regular mm-hmm. D20, that mm-hmm. would be fine. If you didn't have effect dice and you just rolled these custom D20s, that would, like, any one of these yeah, things... Yeah, they're doing too much. ...put into the game would be fine. But the fact that they're like... Well, every miniatures game does it this way, so we have to do it differently. Like, it seems like doing things differently for the sake of doing things differently as opposed to for the fact that they Yeah, work. you don't actually need to reinvent the wheel. If you have one or two cool mechanics that are unique to your thing, uh, oftentimes that's all you really need. As long as the, the backstory's cool, the models are cool, and the game like plays well and there's some good depth and flexibility and factions feel sort of unique mm-hmm. and independent of other ones like you're good that's what most people are looking for yeah like it's i mean in the grand scheme of things uh look at war machine it's it's big different it's big thing is roll 2d6 add to stat compare to stat like that's basically how you play war machine in hordes um, yep. And like 40k and fantasy didn't. And do that, that that is done for me. That is done for melee. That is done yep. for range. That is done yep. for damage. That's done for spell casting. Uh, it's it's it is it is a mechanic. It is a core mechanic that is carried through and and expanded upon as much as possible. Yeah, and, and I mean the this... the additional their secondary uh, thing they brought in was using uh, focus and or fury to do cool stuff. Yeah. So like this, this for example, I'm looking at this and it's like you've got a, a custom D20 with numbered one to nine. Why didn't you just use a D8 or a D10, like a standard D8 or D10? Yep. Maybe you wanted on a bell curve. Okay, well you could have done two um, D6. And yeah, you've got to adjust some people's stats because you know you're looking at two to you know two to twelve, two to twelve instead of one to nine. But like. That's fine. Yep. And it's just it just becomes a very intuitive. Anybody can pick up any dice and and know they've got it instead of this custom D twenty. And then there's these effect Looks dice. Like the moment you lose any one of those dice, oops. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, so yeah, I'm still watching it. I'm still probably going to try it. Well, if I get the opportunity. Yeah. But I'm not going to buy this. Well, and the the beauty point, of the sure. the minis wargaming community is that there will <clears> always <throat> be YouTube videos that'll pop up with people doing unboxings and playthroughs and stuff like that. So you can, with zero risk, uh, see if this game will look like it'll be anything worth uh, getting into. Uh, I really, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I don't 
have high hopes for it. I really want it to do well. Um, I don't know if it will. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Like, I, th- I think it'll do really, really well initially, and then just yep. disappear. Oh, well. So that we had a Gen Con just uh, wrapped up. Yeah, I mentioned a little bit of Gen Con in uh, our, our the thing we just talked about, Fallout. Yep. But yeah, there wasn't... I was surprised at how little news yeah. from no Gen Con was of... Yeah, was of, of interest mm-hmm. to me. The one and only piece that sort of got my attention from sort of the miniatures gaming side of things is uh, Fantasy Flight releasing uh, a Star Wars miniatures game. Sure. And even this I'm not that excited about. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm like, basically, I I saw the announcement and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... And that was my reaction. Yes, it does. That that makes sense that they would do that. But it's like a... It's like a, a a war game or whatever whatever it is like outside of a board game like that seems odd. Like it is a it is a sort of battalion tier I guess miniatures game. So something along the size of uh, like war it's, it's Battlefront the minis game in terms of model count. Yeah, basically. I, I can't. Apparently, it's got a lot in common with their Rune Wars color game. Color me entirely uninterested. I like me some Star yeah. Wars, but I will not be investing in this game. Like, I look at pictures of the minis here, and they look fine. For a board game, sure. It's like, yep, that's that's what Stormtroopers look like, and those are Rebel Troopers, and that's Darth Vader, and that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's... it's like, these are, these are things that were in the movie. I mean... Except for this Scout Walker thing, which never was in again, anything. Well, it wasn't in any Maybe movie. we're wrong. Maybe it'll be great. I doubt it. I, it oh, the game be. might be fine, but, I think... but it's completely unnecessary. Like, come on. And I don't think it'll do well, really. I think there'll be an initial, much like the Fallout game, we'll see an initial surge in purchasing. No, no, I think you it'll think? do well. I think it'll do well as X-Wing. I don't know. Maybe. Because you will get people who will who will buy into this who are not miniatures gamers, who are Star Wars fans. They will buy into it and they will play it heavily um, for a year or so. And they will buy every expansion and they will have huge armies. Yeah, and then they'll all show up because on... Because they're, the, they're giant Star Wars fans. And then fans. they'll all show up in the Facebook trading groups within a year. Yeah, maybe, right? Like, this is... Star Wars will the fact that it's Star Wars sure, will sell this game as opposed to it being a good game. like it could be a great game. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it very well could be. It's just it's. I mean, Star Wars has been going nonstop since like the late seventies. Uh, so I mean, I guess it's no surprise that we finally see. It looks like it uses similar custom D eights to. Um, uh, sure, X-Wing. that's not a surprise. Actually, those might be the exact Probably. same Probably. Luke, um, do a barrel roll? <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the hit and miss symbols seem yeah. very similar. Uh, I, there's definitely a community for it. Uh, I, I am happy that they get to play this game. Um, yeah, Star Wars people, I am super happy for you. Yep. Don't think that I'm, I'm down on this at all. Like, it's just, it's not... Uh, super exciting to me, especially seeing as I went into X Wing, um, and I liked that game, and my the big turnoff for me was the community, 
because like we started playing amongst ourselves and then we started going out to um x-wing nights at our local game store and all we found were people who were just like uh, hyper competitive and trying to min max yeah, the hell it was out too of much like the moment i felt like i had to watch videos and like practice my deployments and stuff like that i was like holy hell this is too much yeah the moment i was like the, the i had a guy who was like oh your list is really good you just have to practice maneuvering your dudes to keep them in the correct mm-hmm. positions and stuff and i'm like no 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 i don't want to I'm not interested in staying at home and practicing maneuvering my things around with no opponent. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I just want to come down, put stuff down on the table and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, too much. I mean, this is probably going to be very, like, the exact same community. So the guys who are big into X-Wing are probably going to buy into this. The people who bought into X-Wing for the models as opposed to for um, gameplay are going to buy into it. So I think this will do well. I think this will have legs for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I, I don't think it has like long-term uh, sustainability. but uh... No, because I think X-Wing is in, the, in its... Um, uh, in its oh yeah, because they're deep start. into like expanded universe stuff now, like just to to have things to produce. Yeah, and I'm starting to see um, less, fewer people coming out to like X-wing mm-hmm. nights and stuff. Yeah, there's not as much uh, chatter about it. Um, yeah, on- online in in sort of our affiliated groups and stuff like that these days. Yeah, so I think this is going to have a very similar arc where it will be very very popular for a year or two, and then start a decline and then final sea flight will will um discontinue yeah, it probably so i i i feel like x-wing in a year or two will get discontinued i will say though coming to jungle the one thing i was kind of excited about even though it's a game i don't play uh infinity always has really nice models mm. uh when they get re-released infinity does have and... models i want to play some rogue stars with Infinity. yeah models. the the sort of main dude uh carlos who is the like the guy that's always on like Beast of War and and Taku. he gave the keynote and was showing a bunch of new stuff and so they showed like a new uh, the new Hak Islam Hassassin uh, sectorial box which is really nice uh, a new 300 point starter for um, Nomads uh, which is really cool a new like clockmaker from Bakunin and all this like little stuff like if you go check out the video on Beast of War there's a bunch of stuff in there but you mean there were three models that really got me going so i i I was working and i just had it on there muted and i'm just like sort of hovering over trying to click through and i saw so the first one that came up so for us ariadna uh like ariadna's never had mechanized heavy infantry uh back in the day their heavy infantry was the mormare which was basically a dude wearing uh looked like a an old school like top gun uh fighter pilot's helmet uh, and then you had this like big heavy armor because they're all the Tessium mines on Ariadna. So they had this like super durable, super lightweight armor. She's so basically just a dude wearing this like heavy, heavy steel armor that's very lightweight. So you can move around carrying a big, heavy machine gun. Cool looking model, but not a machine, right? And people like the big, heavy mechs. And uh, a number of the new heavy infantry that have come out for other factions, they've had big, 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 chunky ones. So there's like the Azrael for Hak Islam. Uh, there's the, I want to say it's the Guandao for Yuching. Uh, I might be wrong, but it's the big yellow guy with like two shoulder mounted 
uh, guns. Uh, there's even the geckos for nomads, which are, uh, strictly speaking, are tags, but are more like jacked up, super heavy infantry. Uh, even their clockmakers are big, big, big guys. So they finally got the blackjack, uh, which we've had the stats for, but we haven't seen the model for. And it's this big, clunky, insane thing. And yeah, it looks really awesome. cool. It's huge too. So we've got the the concept art up here. If you check out the video, they actually show the uh, the render, and I think they actually had an unpainted uh, metal. Uh, this thing stands taller than the Azrael. Uh, it's still heavy infantry. They were going to package it in a blister, but the main uh, it's a T two sniper rifle mounted on its shoulder. Um, uh, I, I don't know if that can be changed between that and the AP heavy machine gun, but either way, the gun mounted on the shoulder was so big, they can't put it into the blister, so it's getting a box. And, I mean, it's this big, beefy thing. It's got, like, a roll cage around the, the pilot's thing. It's Yeah, the pilot's pretty expensive. Yeah, I like that it's still... It looks like Infinity heavy armor, but it's very heavy and very big just because Ariadna, by comparison, is so low-tech. Um, it kind of makes sense because there is still sort of that wormhole connecting them to the human sphere. They should be able to get some technology. So them just running around in like lightweight but unpowered armor is not super realistic because they're like they've got money, like they're the source of Tessium. Um, so they've got this big honking insane thing, which makes me super happy. Uh, I'm likely getting one just to paint it, if nothing else, because it looks so cool. It certainly appears to my sort of the aesthetic of like the near future yeah. mech that I really enjoy. That sort of square, squat, chunky, like big, heavy very sort of Deus Ex. Yeah, or um, uh, very reminiscent of like mm-hmm. heavy gear gears, but not not that big. But it looks like In... this guy, like when he moves his leg, there's something that's then like moving the actuators and the servos like it's yeah it certainly doesn't look agile yeah you can... no looks like chunky like it would it would clunk around a lot of chunk chunk get in position and fire off a gun like it's not gonna run up and do a flip no but it's gonna kick you so hard your <laughs> chest's gonna explode like it's just big and yeah. mean uh actually speaking of big and mean oh so combined army the avatar oh my goodness did it ever it is super cool so the combined big guys are also something that appeals to me for a completely different Mm. reason these just big organic monsters like i was when we were looking at maybe doing infinity before we tried it and found it supremely boring to actually play um i was really looking at like can i do an army with just like an avatar and a cascuda and some of their like big taggy things you could there <laughs> and and the old avatar looked really good this one looks like it's it's even yeah the old avatar was neat uh it, it, it certainly started to show its age especially compared to the its aesthetics don't match the new uh direction visually um so it's definitely standing out more and more this you can definitely see um uh, certain sort of callbacks like his feet uh, they, you know, the old one just ended in these sort of blunt hooves these ones end in the same hooves but have like toes going out um, yeah. he's still big and hunched over he's got a tail now where he didn't before uh, he's got a the similar head but it has these sort of like mandible the thing. art had a tail before but the model did not eh. it was weird 
but he's uh, he's looking good. And it looks like he might actually hold a gun. Have yeah. a rifle, yeah. Um, which is neat. And these are all sort of they're they're sort of reinforcing more of the sort of biomech like grown beasts that then all of this stuff like sort of grafted onto them. Um, I dig it. I'm a big fan. Uh, very curious to see what the model will look like. Uh, actually, I did see the render. Again, it's in the video uh, up on Beast of War if you check the Infinity uh, Hub there. Uh, it also comes with like a little mech that it can like poop out. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a pilot or a baby avatar, but whatever. It does. It does a little. Has a little baby, little kid brother. It poops yeah. a mech. Um, Mechanical pooping. He's got a big multi HMG, which is cool. So you get the different types of ammunition, whether it's like the double action or exploding or whatever. So it looks like he'll just be a big, super versatile, uh, scary dude. Uh, the blackjack not a tag had like an AP HMG, which is sort of like their the thing. It had a lot of weapons listed: an HMG, submachine gun, SMG. heavy pistols. T two sniper sounds yeah. horrifying. Like you set that thing up on a really good firing line, and it just wrecks whatever walks uh, past it. But I who I doubt it has like the multispectral visor, all the other stuff that you want to have if you're a sniper, because Ariadna don't got the tech. But the people who do have that tech is the third one. Oh my goodness. The Zalamandra. Zalamandra. Oh my god. The redo on this thing is freaking gorgeous. So this was... Well, the art for it is. I haven't seen the Yeah, again, the render is in the video. Uh, it's just glorious. Uh, so the old Zalamandra was that very sort of smooth... Um, still kind of cool. Um, with the, yep, I wasn't a fan of the color scheme. Yeah, it was weird. It I liked its kneeling pose. What? It's sort of like wrist-mounted uh, <clears throat> hyper magnetic cannon was really neat. Um, very eighties anime, uh, like very very, which is no surprise since I mean all the aesthetics in this are inspired by uh, Japanese animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing carries just a big junk uh, honking uh, HMC, which, as I understand, just like wrecks whatever it hits. It's just this insane yeah, railgun. They, they shred things, and it's got the yeah. This thing yeah, looks cool. It's got the big uh, big tail like the iguana. Um, yeah, it's just mean. So the the thing that I like about mm. Infinity is like their models and the tags in particular, like these big guys. I just wish the game wasn't so dull. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the game is... I mean, since you played Last Wars a while ago, is better now. Uh, I did get a game in with my uh, Morats uh, a year or so ago, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. The my, my only issue with Infinity is that it feels like it's... So what I always like for games, and, and I, I feel like you'll agree, is I like the, the imagery, and I like the story. I like the universe that it exists in. I want it to be like cool and to pull me in. If then the game yes. mechanics are also really good, that's amazing. This is probably something I'm going to throw my money at. I feel like Infinity kind of goes in the opposite direction. It has like great mechanics and it has great rules and it, it, the game plays well and does what it wants to do. But you don't feel like you really care about what happens to anybody. I think maybe that's it. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time describing how I feel when I play a game mm. of Infinity. Like, I play it, 
and I guess I have a good time because I'm playing with mm. my friends, but like there are games that I would rather be playing. I didn't really care about what happened to anything in the game, and it never felt like any of my guys were doing anything cool and unique that anybody else in the battlefield couldn't do. Yeah, it's... Uh... Right? You, you always felt like you were playing generic soldier man. I am guns man who has guns. I will shoot them at the other mans to put my bullets into their yep. bodies so they will not be mans anymore, but now will be me. Yeah, it felt like a strictly tactical game uh, that had yes. a very cool like skin on it, but still more about the tactical part, which is... Yeah, like I feel like you could reskin that as like a uh, modern yep. day like city fight, like building to building city fighting, or you could reskin it as World War Two, um, like Stalingrad, like hiding in bushes and 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 rubble and stuff fighting, or you know you could reskin it as anything with guns and just like that's the way that's that's it that like it doesn't do anything cool <laughs> yeah not in the I not guess. In, in what we might classify as cool it doesn't yeah impressive nothing nothing it's just i'm trying to think of a good example thematic. like it doesn't feel like like if yeah. you play like when i'm playing a game of i'm gonna use 40k for as an example when i'm playing a game of 40k my face my space marines feel like they can stand in the open and weather a hail of fire from lesser people without mm. going down. And that's that that matches their fluff. And then when I send a hero in to go in and go into melee, it feels like he does heroic things. Like he puts out all of these attacks and kills a ton of dudes. And I don't know, it just it just feels more heroic, mm. I guess. As opposed to that's it. That's where it is. It's more of a simulation. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is fine. If that's what you are looking for, awesome. This is the game for you. But I want a little bit more heroicness out of my game. Yeah, because if it weren't for the the beautiful models, I don't know what the game would have would stand up as well. Uh, uh, I think it also very much appeals to the. Um, the competitive gamer mm. as sort of the the the, the tactical well, yeah because i keep finding myself de- wanting to play infinity because i see these models and i see how cool they look and i get this idea in my head this will be a great thing to play and i went and i split the operation ice storm box and i got the nomads and then i never played them and i sold them and then i went and i bought the morats and i played them once it was fine but then never really touched them again because nothing really felt I don't yeah. nothing clicks like like yes but... to to borrow a phrase from top gear it doesn't give me the fizz yeah and, and, and the funny <laughs> thing is it doesn't excite you me. can weirdly compare it to heavy gear because heavy gear does a lot of similar things to infinity in that like a gear is a gear is a gear and and a tank is a tank and this is that and that and that but there's also like there's more going on under the hood with heavy gear where it uh because of all the um uh like comms actions and and stuff like that and that it's more of a a squad based thing and you have more models on the table uh you know if you're going to play a simulation you kind of want more to sink your teeth into to create these sort of epic scenarios right yeah so you yeah as opposed to something like 
a 40k or a um, a dark age or a war machine which wants to set up set pieces for you to do fantastic yeah things yes Okay, I think that is a good way to put my feelings. But yeah, yeah. A, a skirmish simulation is not as entertaining as a war simulation. Uh, so if it's going to be a skirmish, you're kind of better off going like a, a very narrative-heavy, character-heavy, like just sort of make it a bit more nonsense and mm-hmm. make each faction feel sort of very, uh, this is who they are, this is what they do, as opposed to, they're all basically the same, but these guys have this rule and these guys have that rule. Which is kind of yeah. how Infinity yeah. goes. Which is unfortunate because, again, like you said, especially with these new ones, like their models are pretty it's amazing. It's probably best in the industry. If you're looking mm-hmm. for like straight up like sci-fi, uh, like super sci-fi stuff, like who's doing better than than Corvus Belly? I I would only look at 40k and Corvus Belly if I'm doing sci-fi yeah. stuff. Like, those are the places that I'm going yeah. to go first. Uh, interestingly, uh, I found this out when I was playing Ash. Uh, the the genesis of the game Infinity was, it was the creators, um, it was basically their, like a role, like a and d campaign that was like their science fiction game they were playing, uh, which is why Infinity is all D20 and skill-based. Yeah. Oh, really? It's, it's D&D, the minis game, in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm su- I'm surprised then that it doesn't have that that fantastic character because it's more about the, that because it's skill for. check the game is really yeah. what it is, um, and and again that's fine I, I will probably buy more Infinity models in the future and I will probably play another game, um, but it doesn't have that narrative like oomph to really like like Space Marines are heroes and even Guardsmen like are garbage but you have a bunch of them and that's why it's epic yeah but you have a lot of them and your hero is your your commissar your lieutenant or whatever who is who is driving them to be like you know we are the last line of defense we have to kill these guys they're better than us but it doesn't matter because we have to defeat them because if we don't then the universe is you know, in, in more Whereas peril. in this, a, a grunt is basically a grunt, and a heavy infantry is basically the same as another heavy infantry. Because they, they've even said it's it's not about what you bring, it's about how you use it. So, like, that right there says, yeah. like, yes, it's a skill-based game, but it also means almost nothing matters. Like, I know that's not true, but by, by comparison... I don't know. Infinity looks really great, but I, I, don't, I don't see myself... Yeah, and again, none of this is to disparage the game. It's... it's no, I'm it it is the I'm sure it is the perfect game for yep. a lot of people. And those people should go and they should play 100%. it and they should be great at it and they should play it competitively if they want and they should play it casually with their buddies on their kitchen table absolutely. if that's what they want. Like I'm not saying anybody shouldn't And play they'll have the game. prettiest models out there, man. They absolutely will. You know, as long as they don't just like take some Krylon spray paint and just be like there. <laughs> My guys are orange. Obliterate all the detail. Maybe that's what they're going for. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's about it for me as far as, like, Gen Con stuff that I was all the concerned about. Oh, I, I mean, Dark Age, yeah. uh, the Scarred Book dropped, which was cool. Um, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Uh, so we saw the, the new changes. Um, so the, the brief rundown, the 80 mil models, so the, uh, the juggernauts and stuff, uh, got a nice boost. Uh, apparently they were having issues which were not taking those big bad boys um 
so now they're more usable. Uh, we've got the Cult of Decay coming in now as uh, an official new cult. Uh, we saw the card art for the Marius project. So Marius died, uh, and then his body plus his two cherubs were taken and then grafted into this hideous nightmare centaur uh, construct abomination, uh, which is horrifying. Uh, they at the booth they had Ludai, which was the, the female frostbite character for the ice cast, was available, and and I'm super sad I didn't get someone to. You're gonna have them at Nova, um, yeah. Are they? Uh, maybe I can get one. Uh, Do I know any? Nobody's going. I don't know anybody who's going. Maybe to Ashes. See if uh, reach out to him. Mm. Uh, they had. What else they have? Uh, they had the uh, the Ajax armor, the non-Isaac version, available as a, uh, a gift with purchase. Uh, and I got a buddy of mine to grab me two of those for my Isaac list, so I'm very happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the, the biggest thing. I know they just had uh, Brian C.P. Steele, uh, sort of their head dude for Dark Age, had a uh, Facebook Live event the other day. Uh, and confirmed that a couple uh, European retailers uh, or distributors approached them. I know somebody like in Germany, I think that one might have been in the UK, so that was cool. I uh, definitely want more people to get that game. Uh, showed off a bunch of the Scarred models, and they all look friggin' amazing. And yeah, so I mean, the next thing up for Redo is gonna be uh, the Brood. And uh, other than that, it'll be like uh, the outcasts just getting all their cards, uh, the points adjusted for the 25 point increments. Uh, and if there's any like ability adjustments there, but, I mean, basically we're done. Um, I, the cool thing we would see that were new uh, that people hadn't known about before was scars, who was one of the bounty hunters was a limited edition model from a convention forever ago. And he's a great guy. He has like fan the hammer on his gun, which I'm doing like a bunch of shots. And he's just weird. Like somebody did some experimentation on him, uh, but you couldn't get the model, uh, and which really sucked unless you could find it like on eBay or if you had gotten it at that event. Uh, he's now has a new version of him in the scarred book, uh, where he's actually dual faction scarred in Kukulkani. Uh, so he's actually uh, carrying around Whoa. a Makwedal club. Uh, so he's been experimented on by everybody, and he's a bit a bit Looney Tunes now. Uh, and then there was also Susie and Roth, who are uh, bounty hunters who will work with the Outcast and the Scarred. And so Susie is this like uh, it's like it's like Barbarella basically. Uh, she's wearing this like crazy pink bikini thing, thigh high boots and like wraparound shades. And she's got her gun and she's got her buddy Roth, who's this, like giant rhino headed alien. And it looks like they came out of, uh, Jake Flay's ship. Uh, they were likely, uh, prisoners on the ship or something like that. Uh, cause they also have animosity against Flay. So you can use them in bounty hunter, all bounty hunter lists or like an outcast list, but Flay cannot join. Uh, but they're really cool, like 100 points each, and they're all just about, like knocking things down and then just pooping down their throats, uh, just dealing out damage. Uh, so it's really cool because it, it shows that in the upcoming books, uh, we're going to see more of these uh, sort of new characters being added in who will be bounty hunters that won't just be strictly uh, either Forsaken, Outcast, or within bounty hunters, but uh, with other factions. Uh, which is cool. This is the first time that we're seeing bounty hunters that'll work for the Scarred and the Kukulkani. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing yep. them. Oh, and uh, my last bit of Dark Age stuff. Finally, we're going to have a tournament in Tirana. Yeah. 
Pimp yeah, the tournament. Yeah, October 7th at the Sword and Board. That is a Saturday. 500-point uh, MTI with 150-point sideboard. Uh, so, I mean, if anybody comes out, if you're able to get your hands on a starter box for any faction, you have 500 points. You can come play. Um, there's going to be Blood Gelt on the line. Uh, you want that man, Blood Gelt? It is a heavy chunk of metal. Uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, actually, I myself am going to a tournament in Niagara Falls on Saturday uh, for Dark Age. Uh, that uh, I I wish you excellent luck, and I hope you come back. Oh, with Blood I probably won't. Uh, <laughs> I I tend not to do great in tournaments. I think I'll probably do better in this one than I've done in other games. Uh, I've, you know, I really like Dark Age. I've been playing a fair bit of it. I think I got a pretty reasonable grasp. Um, but I mean, whatever. It's uh, it's it's more about just having a chance to to play the game more. Uh, hopefully, get people more aware that there is a community growing in Toronto, and just have the whole community on the whole get bigger and bigger and bigger. Because I mean, the game is great and deserves more attention. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with it. So, come on out to the tournament, guys. Uh, do we know what the entry cost is? Oh, uh, an amount of money. <laughs> well, hopefully you can figure it out, and maybe I can edit it in later. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd probably be something pretty cheap. What are they usually ten bucks? The final entry cost is Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Master Black. Simpsons uh, reference. Probably ten. It's so usually ten or fifteen bucks for a tournament. Entry. Yeah, I mean, I have the organized play kit that I was able to get from our old um, FLG that shut down their game space, so that cost me like twenty six bucks. So I mean, if if six people show up, I mean that's the cost of that covered, and then we'll just turn the difference into uh, uh, like credit for the store or something. Okay, cool. That that's always been my thinking. Like I'm not looking to make yeah. money off this. If I can just no. cover the cost of that kit. I'm a happy boy. Well, we'll have more details next episode for sure. Yeah. Sure. Cool. And I'll try and edit in the, the cost. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for news stuff. I got one more thing. Oh, I got to start around the Mortarian. My what? The Mortarian model. Oh, yeah. We've got, uh, yeah, we're going to go longer on the news and I think have a little bit shorter um, discussion topic this that's time. That's fine. I got a Kickstarter thing on my radar I want to talk about. All right. The uh, Game Anywhere table. Ah, uh, yes. So this is a, a, a portable gaming table mm -hmm. that is up on Kickstarter right now. Um, uh, let's just talk about the product itself first. It is a folding, one of two folding tables. They have a 4'2x4 and a 6'2x4'9 version folding gaming table that folds down into still a pretty large but definitely portable um package uh that is this table looks super super sturdy mm -hmm. um, it's all like aluminum frames uh precision welded um uh construction folds up the table legs screw in they unscrew and they fit uh onto the what would be the underside of the table that table folds in half there's parts that fold in on the sides and then it all goes into a bag and it gets down to a pretty manageable size you could definitely stick this in like the back seat of your car or uh probably take it on a subway 
um, or a bus without being too obnoxious. Yeah, for the sheer amount of of hardware in this table and what it offers mm-hmm. you and your players, um, it's pretty friggin' portable. Yeah, uh, the surface is a nice like two layer. It's got like a layer of neoprene yep. and then a stain proof um, cloth kind of top. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire play surface is magnetic. Yep, and it's got those little um, rails to put your cards in. Yep, yeah, it comes with it. You can get uh, a whole bunch of accessories for it, um, uh, from uh, shields for players to little standees for your cards to dice rolling trays. Cup holders. Um, cup holders <laughs> that you can hang on the side of it. A whole bunch of stuff um, that are all like magnet in place so stuff doesn't move around. Uh, it's got a raised edge so if you roll dice or pieces get knocked around, they're not they're less likely to fall off the sides. Um, it looks really great if you're looking for a portable table. I really want one of these. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, the downside is the price. So because it's like all like welded aluminum and steel, um, and it is so heavy duty, the four four two four foot two by four is three hundred and fifty US plus Oof. shipping. Yeah, so. It's probably worth that $350 considering how sturdy it is constructed. Sure. Um, Getting it shipped then, to Canada would be rough, though. Well, it's got Canada-friendly shipping sticker on it. Okay. So maybe they've got... Got a broker. A thing? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Maybe Or maybe they've got a manufacturing facility up here somewhere that they can manufacture them. And then... Yeah, and it goes up from there. And it goes way up to just over 1000 bucks. Um, for the 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 most the platinum package, Dang. which is like the big table with two player dividers, four cup holder, four cup holders, a bunch of card holders, player pockets, card, basically all all of the accessories that they that they make for it. Uh, oh, Canadian shipping's a hundred bucks. Two hundred yeah. bucks for the bigger one. So that's real pricey um but yeah if if i had the cash i might be getting one of these i absolutely do not because i was recently laid off but uh yeah this this project looks real cool if you're looking for a portable table and you've got the cash to drop on it Mm -hmm. yeah and just by virtue of the fact that it can be folded up and put away means you're not dedicating a permanent space to it if you can't yeah which was the problem like this thing i could i i have i know where i would put it i could just slide it right into my closet it takes up less space than my sca gear bag (laughs) which has a full set of samurai armor and helmet and weapons and shield in it yeah uh this one looks good um now the ridiculous thing about this uh their promotional video (laughs) Uh, have all you, the Top Gun stuff. Have you watched this? Oh my god! Not it's with Danger audio. Zone from Top Zone, from Top Gun, playing in the background of them talking about the table, intercut with with um, scenes of like fighter planes taking off from aircraft carriers and doing flybys and stuff. I'm into it. It's utterly ridiculous, and it's what caught my eye to come and look at this. Like this is a good product, but man, this. This video is ludicrous. Amazing. It's quite possibly the most American gaming accessory I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, bruh, fighter jets, what are you selling? 
a, t- a folding table for you to play D&D on. Yeah. Yeah. You're an, an, an extreme nerd. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, you know what? It's it's even with that price point, it's still more accessible than like those Sultan tables were. And I think, in the grand scheme of things, a better investment for most people. I would probably prefer this over a Sultan. Yep. I don't game in my home very often. Mm. Although, if I had a table like this, I probably would. No, I don't have the space to game in my. In well, that's my just it. If if I had home. a buttload of money in a big house i would get a something custom built like a sultan because why not well that you can't anymore but you they, know what I they mean. went out of business but yeah, yeah wormwood took it up as soon as they went out of business and like wormwood is making tables now yeah i would go and get some i would just drop a an insane amount of money to have something just really awesome custom built but as yeah. that is not realistic for the vast majority of people i think this is a pretty awesome uh, i think this is a pretty good like sort of mid-range option for people yep so if you want to you know if you're looking to 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 for a gaming table like this might be it for you you could have this set up in your home for whenever you wanted to play on it and if you were playing at a buddy's house and you needed a table and they didn't have one you could bring this with you Mm -hmm. and it would be great like i think this is a fantastic design um they've hit their goal Three times over. Yeah, not surprised. They wanted fifty thousand, and the and they're at one hundred and sixty nine thousand. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in their first two days. I mean, these gamers be be crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, this is this is perfect. Like, I I want a portable table. Um, this is too expensive for me right now, but like maybe when it comes to retail, uh, maybe I'll drop the five dollar minimum pledge on this thing. Just to get the the updates and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, they've got a wargaming package which comes with bases that are magnets. Neat. So the yeah, the whole sa- table surface is magnetic. So if you've got magnets on the base of your miniatures, they're not going anywhere um, when you put them down in this table. Like you won't be able to knock them around as easy. I mean, by the time you put a mat down on top of it or whatever. Like maybe that'd be too different. That'd be a different story, but I don't know. Look, it, anyways, it's really cool. Um, I quite like it. Absolutely. Uh, and I guess the last thing we'll talk about is more Games Workshop stuff. Seeing as you know, we're Games Workshop the podcast now. They keep putting out cool stuff. I mean, you mentioned the other day, like they're GW and their centerpiece models now. Like holy cow! Uh, it's like they went and looked at Privateer and were like, oh right. People like big crazy nonsense. We can do yeah. that. We invented we can big do that. crazy nonsense. We, yeah, that's what we do the best. And so, uh, and we've got some oh Death Guard stuff. We've got Mortarian and some new Plague Marines. Like we had seen Mortarians like scythe in a bit teased, and we saw like a small sort of image of him sort of flying around in the background. And now we see the model, and it is massive. It's huge. Yeah, I don't like. Now that I've seen it, it doesn't surprise me because uh, Magnus was huge. Yeah. But what um, I like is because he's huge, but he's flying, and it's just so much more dynamic and just, mm-hmm. and just menacing. Uh, as much as I love Magnus's backstory, I'm not huge into the Magnus model. I think he's a bit odd-looking. Um, I think it fits Magnus for sure. It's fine. Uh, this Mortarian one just with his giant horrible scythe and it's weird looking the vents on the plasma pistol 
are basically uh, stylized versions of the three skulls of Nurgle. If you look in real close, you yep. can actually see the little triad of balls together, like on the vent. Like it's ridiculous, and he's got his big sort of uh, like leathery insect wings. They're sort of a hybrid between like giant dragonfly wings and like uh, dragon's wings. Yeah, they're very much like a like a beetle's wings. Yeah, because they're still like pinioned, uh, and he's got all his like plague sensors hanging off of him and interestingly he's still basically a marine like he's still wearing his armor mm-hmm. uh he hasn't gone through as significant a change as like magnus did um but he's just nasty looking yeah he's got recognizable marine shoulder pads yep. and old school like marine legs i like what a lot of the personality they're putting into the um, these plague marines in that they're all using a lot oh. of pre-heresy gear yep like it's very heavily styled pre-heresy um i think spiky bits noted in some of the previews that they saw that one of the plague marines is holding a melted gun but it is a pre-heresy melted gun yep and if you actually look on his backpack he has replacement barrels uh to screw into the end of the melted gun yeah yep which is yep. amazing and it looks like there's a new um there's some new Plague Terminators coming, um, and uh, what looks like some sort of a couple of new characters. One of which may be a new more ter- um, Typhus. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because it looks like there's oh, I can never remember what his he, like. He has this honor guard, and there are these guys who have these. Is it the Mornival who have the scythes? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so I'm wondering if it's these guys now are like showing up as a proper unit, and. Um, yeah, if we will see a new Typhus, because in that big shot, uh, I know at first I look, I'm like, oh, look, it's Typhus. I'm like, wait a minute, but there's another Typhus, and there's a third Typhus. But then there was one guy who was unhelmeted, and I'm wondering if Typhus has taken his his mask off. Uh, and there's at least one other guy with a, a scythe that I don't think was wearing Terminator armor, so he might be some sort of new lord or HQ choice. Yeah, it's uh, hard to tell. I'm trying to find the picture now. Yeah, because we're seeing there's... It's like one guy with a big robe that's in front of Mortarian. That could be I Typhus. I think that's Typhus. And then there's three and then other there's, dudes. There's three other Terminator. There's two other guys with scythes off to his left. Yeah. Which I think are his honor guard dudes. And then further to the left, there's a guy on a much larger base with a scythe held above his head. That could also be Mortarian. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because they've all got destroyer hives. <laughs> yep. So uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, actually, you know what? Didn't Mortarian have that horn? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that guy with holding up the scythe, I think that's Mortarian. Yeah, because the other guy does have a horn as well, but his is like much more pronounced and he's just a big, nasty dude. That's got to be yeah. or, or Typhus. We mean not Mortarian. Typhus. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mortarian is the big, the big man. Just and you can see in the background uh, a couple of those. I just noticed one tanks. of his one of his sensor balls is being held up with uh, 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 an imperial style cherub that has insect wings. Really? Yeah, on the right hand side at the bottom of Mortarian. Neat. Well, I see a. There's a lot of detail on this. So much going on. He's, it's just... oh, I really want a good centerpiece model like this for my salamanders. Yeah, um, part of me wants to get the 
Rubute Guillemon. But Yeah, it's tempting. But I don't know. Um I've I've heard there's a rumor that Mortarian will get packaged in a triumvirate as well, and that it might be with Fabius Bile and Huron Blackheart. Uh, if, I heard that rumor too. If that's the case, I certainly want Huron, and I know there's a, a mutual friend of ours, Chris, will be wanting Mortarian. Um, so that's cool. Heck, Fabius I, Bile is such a cool character too. I love Fabius Bile. He's just this... The weirdest thing, when I was... Uh, first got into 40k in second edition and when the first chaos codex dropped fabius bile was in that book and for whatever reason i couldn't bring myself to accept that he was a space marine because Why? i don't know because i think because he was like an old man with a skin cloak and was like oh he's just this bad guy in power armor and, but oh, because he's an old he's an old uh, old man with a skin cloak and a pimp cane. Yeah, he di- he didn't look enough like other Marines, even though I knew he was wearing power armor and had like the Chirogen on a, a Chaos backpack. It for whatever reason didn't click when I was a kid. That, oh right, he's also a Space Marine. Uh, I have that Fabius Bile model, um, chopped up and partway converted to do a uh, uh, an Inquisitor. I, I remember that. Uh, I, I had, had I had filed off most of all of the raised detail in his cloak, mm-hmm. and just needed to fill in the divots with um, with green, green stuff. stuff. Yep, to make it not a skin, human skin, not human faces. Yeah, I remember when he came out. When I they're w- all sitting in a blister. When I had gotten into the game, heavy air quotes, I was more just about I want to buy models and do conversions and paint, and so I bought models did really bad conversions and not very good paint jobs. And had no concept of the game, really. Um, That's what I like about 40k, though. You can just do... Just be a hobby. ...all stuff. Yep. Man, these decks. Like, I kind of want to try and convert, like, a, one of the Night Titans to be, like, a Salamander's Night Titan. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's a guy who's got a bunch of Shapeways parts to turn one into a, a Space Wolf one that looks amazing. Ooh. I want to do something like that. So it's got like a wolf head, and its power fist is more claw-like, and he's got feet parts to make it more uh, like a wolf's paw that has claws. And now I want to grab that kit and do it for an astral claws titan. Yeah, I would just need to just find to something to do for a lion head. And lion head. head. Yeah, look, uh, look it up. Oh dang! Yeah. Holy crow! Yup. <laughs> And you can get all of the conversion parts from Shapeways. That's amazing. Wow. Should have done a Space Wolf army. That's super cool. But yeah, this thing looks really cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, there. I'm hoping to see more centerpiece models. I mean, we know... Uh, it, I mean, it looks like these Triumvirate things are, are here to stay, at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, for sure, now we know we're probably getting all of the at least Chaos Primarchs. Yeah, well, uh, Lehman Russ is coming back. I mean, come on. Yeah, we're there, there's going to be uh, four equivalents for um, for forty for uh, the uh, Jesus for the Imperium Space as well. Space Marines, yeah, easily. We'll get we'll get Guilliman. Well, we've got Guilliman, yep. so we'll probably get Russ, and we'll probably get a couple of the others. Probably uh. Jagtekhan yep. or Korax or Vulcan, some combination of two of those three. Mm-hmm. 
because they're the easy ones to bring bring back. Yep. Because they were never confirmed dead. Yep. Um, and we will probably get at least at least Angron and uh, Fulgrim. Fulgrim. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense to not um, otherwise. Um, if they wanted to go for like undivided chaos um, Primarchs, I mean that would be cool. Give me like Perturabo in his Demon Prince form. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right, but they probably won't. You know what they really need to do? Mm. A new Abaddon. Oh, that'll be coming. <laughs> Abaddon's current model is old yeah. and bad. And he just looks small now, too. He's so tiny. But I, I, he's got to get his own triumvirate at some point. I'd be surprised if it wasn't like that That triumvirate wasn't Mortarian, Fabius Bile, and him. But you don't think Abaddon would be the centerpiece of his own box? I don't think he'd be big enough. Uh, Unless he gets elevated to Damon Prince status. Oh, that could be the undivided one. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, he mean... finally gets like, Black Crusade, you made the Eye of Terror literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. Good job, you're Damon Prince now. Damon mm -hmm. Prince of Undivided. Mm -hmm. yeah, he becomes Archeon, but for 40k. Effectively, yeah. That'd be really cool, and he'd be the centerpiece of his own triumvirate. Because those yeah. usually those models have those 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 boxes so far have had one really large like yep. centerpiece model, and then two sort of small to medium sized guys. Yeah, and, and he's such a major villain. I I could not see him as just being a secondary character like that. Uh, it's true. He's the bad guy. I'd be curious to see what the other factions would end up getting because we've seen an uh an Eldar triumvirate, um. Well, apparently the, the September White Dwarf has started to be leaked, yeah. and uh, apparently it's confirmed that 2018 is sort of going to be the year of the Xenos. Nice. Because um, they've been sort of swept to the side recently in the last couple of years. Almost get some real angry Tau. Well, we might get new Xenos races too. Oh. Because there is a there is a, a small like half-page article about um, the Xenos races that have been mentioned or the Hrud finally seen. showing up. Hrud are mentioned. Demiurge are mentioned. Yep. Um, a whole bunch of, bunch of things. Uh, there's, a, there's a huge list that they go into. And it's like, who knows? How many armies started as one or two units and then got expanded out mm -hmm. in 40k? Who knows what's coming next year? It's going to be the year that we focus on Xenos. Crute comeback. So, yeah, Crute could see... Crute could quite likely actually see their own full codex release um we could see uh someone suggested a um uh a and just as a literal just xenos alliance book where it's like a bunch of aliens that have one or two different squad types and they're just they all form together into an army what about Codex uh, keywords? Stormbolter that shoots blood letters armed with Stormbolters that shoot blood letters armed with Stormbolters? Uh, that's probably coming in 2019 because it's <laughs> Chaos and not Xenos. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> Wasn't that someone's like homebrew thing or some goofy? I think it was that? a joke that it was someone's okay. homebrew. Like basically someone ripping on homebrews and yeah. how bad they typically are. Yep. I like homebrews myself if they're done well. If you err on the side of caution and underpower, things. of course, of course. 
but because you always want your baby to be way over the top. But usually, a direct correlation between age and how insane the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Games Workshop's doing cool stuff, man. And that Mortarian model is rad. Uh, curious to see what it gets packaged with, if it gets packaged with anything else. Cause it's pretty big. I mean, it could be its own thing. Magnus uh, was his own box. He wasn't in the triumvirate. Oh yeah, there you go. So there's no no reason necessarily why he should be either. The triumvirates were all linked to a Gathering Storm book too. Ah uh, yes. All right, so it may just be individual releases then, really. Could be. Um, I really do hope here on Blackheart gets a. Uh, a new sculpt because his Forge World model is great as Lufuron. Uh, his existing, which you have now, which I have now, but it will be have like. Have you started the conversion yet? Nope. There's still parts I need uh, that I'm going to go over to Sword and Board to source. But there's going to be a lot of like chopping and converting and gluing to make a new Primaris um, mm. Huron. Um, but yeah, I mean the current Huron Blackheart is kind of goofy, and I would like to see a new version. You know what model I've seen the parts of a lot that I really like mm. is um, Tyberos the Red Wake, the uh, yeah. Tracheridon's character. Yep. His arms with the his really cool like lightning claw, chainsword combo. Yep. Arm, they look really cool. Uh, yeah. Find a use for those. Well, I saw a guy who made uh, a uh, Gravis version of him, uh, and it works really I well. I probably saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, the Terminator arms, like, in total, just seem to work well with the with the, the Gravis armor. Very. Yeah, I just want to do a conversion that basically has the top part of a Terminator armor on mm-hmm. the top there. So it still has that big squared thing on top and that, like, recessed area that the head sits in. And then I'll convert it to actually have the, uh, the vents on the back like Terminator armor does. So this will be more of a Terminator-Gravis hybrid when I'm done. Mm-hmm. That'll look cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. God, do we even go into the other topic now? We've been recording for almost two hours. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're fine. I think so. This will just be a... No no major topic this week. We'll ease back into it. Because like I said, we, we muffed up the last one. It took us forever. It took... So normally it takes me... Um, about twice the recording time uh, in order to edit a podcast. So yep. we've been recording for almost two hours. It'll take me about four to edit this down to what you guys finally hear. Our last one, because we tried, we're recording in separate at, at our own ho- homes now over mm-hmm. Skype. So we have two audio tracks so we can edit each other, so I can edit this both separately. It gives us a lot more control. We screwed it up last time. Yep. <laughs> and how long did it take you to to edit? Very long time. Your track, <laughs> and then it took me probably five or six hours to edit that down. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing it was probably about ten or twelve hours of editing to do an hour and a half episode. Yeah. But I, I think this will work as we were able to test it, so that way my mic's not picking you up, your mic isn't picking me up. Uh, so it should be a lot easier. Yeah. So hopefully you guys will hear this. Uh, reasonably promptly yep and then the next time we won't have quite so much catching up to do and we'll be able to do more of the standard uh, episode yeah we'll have a good topic for you next time um i don't know what that will be i want to do a homebrew episode sometime soon and talk about homebrewing your own house rules mm-hmm. and game systems and additions to systems 
stuff like that. I still want to do a uh, a women in in gaming episode. Yep. Where we bring our wives in. Um, so yeah, if anybody's listening and they've got a request for any sort of episode topics, let us know. We'll add them to a list of ones that we're going to do, and uh, hopefully you will get to hear us yak about whatever your topic of choice is. Mm-hmm. Gaming on a budget is another one I want to do. Yep. <laughs> Badly now, because <laughs> I am now on a budget of effectively zero dollars i hear you well as always thank everybody for listening if you want to help out the podcast you can go on itunes and give us a review five stars would be amazing you can mm-hmm. go on soundcloud and give us a thumbs up uh share us on social media yep. facebook and twitters and all of those things or even just tell people about us that's these are the easy ways that you can just take five minutes out of your day and really help us out. Yep. And uh, until next time, guys, keep playing games. Or else. Insert witty quip here. <laughs>